Um, I liked our first period. I thought uh, we came out with the right pur with the purpose, you know, until uh, that penalty. They scored on it. Kind of killed our momentum a little bit, but got a goal from Thomas. And then, uh, you know, the second period is 2-1. We just got to come out and um, put the pressure on them, you know, and get going. We didn't do that in a second. You know, got sloppy with the puck. You know, didn't break it out very clean. Didn't get through the neutral zone very clean. So it was hard to get in the offensive zone and go to work. We did get some opportunities. We didn't finish on them in the second. And then, um, you know, third period with Binner. Binner came out to play that puck and ended up in our net kind of stuff then. Again, it's um, the second period we needed more. We needed to come out with a, a real purpose in the second period. And, um, you know, we didn't do that. Well, Craig Berube, very direct about where he thought things went wrong for the Blues last night against the Winnipeg Jets. As a very solid first period, even though the Blues were trailing 2-1, to one, got away from the Blues in the second period. And no matter how many chances they had or how many missed opportunities there were, Craig Berube clearly looked at that second period as a difference maker in how the Blues handled the puck and how they moved the puck up the ice and how they gave the game to the Winnipeg Jets. Welcome in, everybody, to today's edition of Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast, as the St. Louis Blues fell last night by a score of 5-2 to two to the Winnipeg Jets. And, yes, there was an empty goal included in that 5-2 to two score. We'll talk about that in one of the key takeaways to the game a little later on in the podcast. But first, the highlights from last night's game. Get it down low from Connor. Inside near wing. Shot score. It went underneath Bennington. Came right back out after it went in. And the Jets score a power play goal 23 seconds in. Kairou turns it over. Shifley far wing. Look out again. Peon shoots. Scores. It's 2-0 Winnipeg. And the turnovers in the last two minutes for the Blues have bit them hard. Blues battle for it. Thomas picks it up. Thomas shoots, score! There's the answer, Joe Robert Thomas. Team leading fifth of the year. 2-1 score, 3.05 to go, period number one. Wow, it was an unbelievable hunt right there for Kasperi Kapanen all over the place. I mean, this goal is really all Kasperi Kapanen. I don't know if he's going to get an assist on it. It was kind of bouncing around his skate. He definitely deserves it. Thomas behind the net to Butchnevich to Krube. Shot wide. Shen, it's loose and sliding across the front of the net. Dylan DeMello saved a goal. Sundquist is going to get it back. Working with play to Sundquist. Shooting and he hits the post. Puck bounced in front. Loose and fanning to an open net is Sammy Blay. Shen is a man in front. That's Kairou. Near side, Letty. And it's blocked by two Jets defensemen on their knee in front. Off the of Krug to center to Kairou. Kairou's going to dance it in. Head of steam. Shoot. Rebound. Another open net. That one for Shen. Not, and that one deflected wide of the goal. I have never seen anything quite Unbelievable. like this. I think it was actually a Jets defenseman that comes down and whacks Shen's stick. Chucked ahead. Kapanen to Torepchenko. Torepchenko to Kapanen, and the pass goes behind the goalie to the near side. Unreal chances and misses by the Blues tonight. Morrissey to Kyle Connor. Shoots and scores. That one went just inside the post along the ice the whole way. Didn't have a lot on it and stayed in behind the goal line. That's a frustrating one, and the Jets are on top 3-1. to one. Two for two on the power play tonight. Played by Ayafalo. Touch loose in front. Bennington went for a stroll behind the net. It came free. 
And that's an easy tapping for the Winnipeg Jets. Kyle Connor again, it's four to one. Over to Falk in the near corner with eight minutes gone in the third. Up through center ice, Shen takes it in over the line. Shen shoots, score! Braden Shen has made it a two goal game. And it finds its way to Perfetti, looks to the empty net. There it goes, 5-2 Winnipeg, 2.28 to go in the third. And they'll let the final 10 seconds tick off this one here. 5-2 the final tonight as the final horn sounds. Jets over the Blues, snap the two-game win streak. And the Blues will close out the homestand on Thursday against the Arizona Coyotes. Well, right after the game, Steve Ott put a coach's perspective on the performance. I really liked our first period. I thought we were really direct towards the cage, and we um, you know, had some good, good looks. But the, the second, I think we backed off, uh, lost our neutral zone forecheck a little bit, and, and forecheck, and they, they, uh, they played well that period and kind of took it. Yes, there's chances to score on things, but again, we got to be a little bit tighter in that. Steve, how hard is it to help coach the guys in front of you through those momentum swings? Well, it is. It's not that it's hard. It's it's again preaching the right things and playing the right way in the game. And um, I think we shot ourselves a little bit in the foot in that second period. Lost traction. Some goals go in, and uh, you know we just never regained enough to score. What do you think has to happen, Steve, to earn more power plays? Well, it, you know what? It starts with good ozone. I think that first period that shows that we we was a you know working man period and. And we ended up, you know, drawing one. I think you have to have that same mindset throughout the game. And uh, when you do so, you get the, you know, the trippings, the holdings, the hookings. Those are the, the ones you want to draw. And uh, that's, that's something we want to can, uh, continue to preach and, and continue to try, try to get some more. Two players after the game met with the media. Pavel Butchnevich was one of them. He was very hard on himself in terms of feeling the pressure of not being able to produce or having not produced as much as he would like. And Nick Letty also broke down the Blues game, comparing it to the successes of the two games before. Um, I think we had a few turnovers, um, you know, me included. Um, you know, I don't think... Uh, Personally, I had the best gaps tonight. Um, a few guys got behind me and, and created chances. But, um, you know, I think uh, the two games prior, I think we did a really good job using our feet, getting pucks in deep. Um, and like I said, the skill took over after that, and, and we created a lot of opportunities. Some plays we can learn from um, and keep learning. And, um, you know, they got uh, a lot of skill in that power play, and, and a lot of those guys have been together for a long time. So, um we can be better, but uh, they also have a good power play. I think it goes back to us just not being consistent. Um, you know, from the forwards to the D to the D to the forwards, uh, we, I think we can all be better in those areas. And um, you know, when we us D can get the puck up to the forwards on the tape, um, they can play faster, and, and we can play faster as a team. Well, joining us each and every podcast, Tim Woodburn, a 12-year veteran of calling play-by-play for hockey. He's covered major league and minor league sports for over 30 years. He's a local St. Louisan. He knows the game of hockey. Here's his take on last night's loss. Well, Chris, I guess you could say at this point, it's not to be expected the Blues are going to beat the Winnipeg Jets anymore. They've played them 14 times since winning the Stanley Cup in regulation. They've only won four, and tonight was no exception. They dominated the first eight minutes of the game. The crowd was electric. You and Joey were on fire. I was getting fired up. I had goosebumps. And then some ridiculous, dumb penalty on Brandon Saad from a referee who was nowhere near the play instead of a referee who was right next to the play. And Kyle Connor. 
goodness. Can we kick him out to Hollywood to read for Boogie Nights too? the next time Winnipeg is in town? I mean, this guy's like Al Secord against us. He's like Mike Bossy. Every time we score against him, he scores back and they win. Connor Hullabike was fine. Jordan Bennington, okay, not great. The Blues defense finally got a couple of points on the second goal by Shen, which is significant considering they had 18 possible points in their six goals against Montreal on Saturday, and a defenseman recorded exactly one point. The Blues need a push. They got outshot 27 to 10 the last two periods, and once they get down, it, they just had no jump in their game to get back in it. With tonight's two minute call, post game, Winnipeg winning at St. Louis 5 to 2 for curbside. This is Tim Woodburn. After each and every game, of course, on the air, we break down the game with Joe Vitale. We had several key topics to get through with Joe in his breakdown of last night's game. Yeah, I think that this was a little bit of a step backwards when you're talking about what the Blues had built upon uh, in that back-to-back victories against the Montreal Canadiens and the New Jersey Devils coming into tonight's game. And I say step backwards because um, you would love to have seen a better response. Uh, like Steve Ott mentioned their curves, and I agree completely. We talked about it. It was a great start for St. Louis Plenty of chances. You miss an empty net backdoor. Uh, also, another post from Oscar Sundquist. A lot of good looks. All the momentum's on your side. You take um, a stick infraction penalty away from the front of your net. You go to the kill. The kill's been great all year. Uh, a blown uh, assignment by Robert Thomas in the back door to Shifley. It's a tap-in, and all of a sudden you're thinking, uh-oh, is this one of those games? We felt it. You know the players felt it as well. Uh, you come out there, and then, of course, Winnipeg Jets continue to pour it on. They get a five-on-five goal uh, before, ultimately, Robert Thomas gets on the board in the first period. But it was a, a little bit of a step back in the sense of the response because you would love to have seen a better response after the power play. You would love to send maybe the penalty kill there in that uh, second period, get a kill in response to allowing the one to start the game. But, of course, Winnipeg gets two power play goals. So there just was the fight, but I just – didn't see enough out of that kind of response to some of these momentum swings we saw here tonight. Special teams, an interesting storyline uh, to look at here. You're going to have days where the penalty kill isn't going to be great. I mean, that's that's going to happen to even teams that are your top penalty killers over the course of a season. The Blues have had two games out of the first 11 where you'd say the penalty killing wasn't very good. The Arizona game and then this one, they end up going just one for three on the penalty kill. Having said that, momentum is a big thing and Steve Ott talked about it drawing penalties is something that's going to have to be as much a result of mental and and how you get on the forecheck if you're going to have a chance to, to draw some well I think it's a combination tonight I thought Winnipeg I thought they did a really good job of not putting themselves in vulnerable spots I mean this is a team that when they found themselves chasing there was one play there in the third period where Mark Shifley was back checking I think Cairo had a step on him and you can see him almost wanting to put that stick in, and he just decided just to keep it down. So uh, clearly a, a coachable thing there in Winnipeg where they've learned now to simply keep moving your feet and don't put yourself in a vulnerable spot. Uh, this Blues team, they're going to need the power play to win you hockey games. Uh, in order to get the power play, you have to work to earn them. I thought in tonight's game, I don't remember one play where there should have been a call that there wasn't. So that leads me to think that maybe St. Louis at times was not skating to the right areas or putting themselves in vulnerable spots uh, to get a penalty drawn against you in the offensive corners, in front of the net. Uh, places where it's natural for the opponent to hack and whack you, 
Uh, I think it's fair to say that I don't know if St. Louis got there quite as much tonight as Winnipeg Jets did. One other aspect of this game uh, that that is obvious, and this is just going to be growing pains in getting through it. The Shifley line had a heyday with the St. Louis Blues today. Yes, they they had a couple power play goals, and, and that helps. But they were terrific throughout the rest of the game. They got until in the third period. They had the matchup, and Craig Berube uh, basically had the matchup of the Robert Thomas line against them. And that matchup didn't really go real well. But there's the difference in still a player and a group of guys learning to play those kind of top-heavy matchups that you're going to have game in, game out. There's not a Ryan O'Reilly with 13 years of experience yeah. and, and, and going at it to do that, and it's just – it's still growing pains along those lines. It's just it's just pains. It's just growing. Um, the good news is we've seen it look really good for Robert Thomas. This unfortunately one tonight was was one that fell a little bit short. This one was as close to the Arizona the the first and only time we've played Arizona this year on this home ice. Th- this was pretty close to that. You know, you look at Hayden, you look at Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz. That line really just tore this Blues team apart. This is. Not only the second best thing, I think this was the most uh, intense line the Blues had to deal with uh, from the start of the game all the way up into the final buzzer. Mark Shifley with Iafalo and Connor spent the majority of the game in the offensive zone. Uh, I don't even need to ask them. I think if you would almost speculate that this was probably the most fun they've had all year long. I have follow with four assists. Uh, the other two picking up three points. Kyle Connor with two goals and Shifley with the one. I mean, they just kind of had their way in the offensive zone. So this was a tough one for Thomas. This was a tough one for the line and the matchup and the D certainly being a part of that as well. But then the flip side, you've seen it look really, really good, including you know shutting down Sidney Crosby, you know going into Dallas and quieting Jason Robinson. I mean, there's been plenty of examples where they'd spin on the on the flip side a very good defensive night for Robert Thomas. This one, unfortunately, here tonight, it was just too much to handle. As Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, and I follow every time they passed the puck, it seemed like it was tape to tape, almost timed perfectly, collecting it with speed. Uh, it was very very tough to keep this to keep this trio for Winnipeg uh, at bay. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game in your Joe Vitale work boot? Robert Thomas, I'm going to give him the number three star, big goal there in that first period. Ayafalo, four assists, number two, and then Mark Shifley with the one goal, two assists. I thought he really led the way for Winnipeg here. Work boots, I'm going to go with Kasperi Kapanen. I thought he was a horse all night, moving his legs, and, and certainly a big part of that Robert Thomas goal and, and another player that Craig Berube has been very, very pleased with. All right, Joe, thank you. Well, time now for my three takeaways from the game last night. First off, number three, the line change in the third period. The St. Louis Blues made a line change in the third period where they brought Jacob Verana up to the top line and they moved Kasperi Kapanen down to the third line. Now, earlier in the day, Craig Berube was asked about Kasperi Kapanen's offensive production. He has liked Kasperi's game very much on the defensive side of it. He felt that somewhere along the lines in Pittsburgh, maybe he lost some of his offensive confidence and thought that it was coming back. Honestly, I thought Kasperi had a pretty doggone solid game, was making plays, and actually was one of the key contributors to how Robert Thomas scored the first goal of the game for the St. Louis Blues. But whether it was a shooting mentality or what, the Blues put Jacob Verona on that line in the third period. It didn't generate much, and it's going to be interesting how Verona gets used over the next little while for the Blues. He hasn't been all that effective defensively, and we haven't seen a whole lot of offense from him yet. So how he ends up playing a role 
will be an interesting thing to watch over the next little while as the Blues continue to battle in this Western Conference. My number two takeaway in the game, it's early in the season, and the Blues have only allowed two empty net goals. But there was a trend last year that was really obvious, and it happened again last night. The Blues tried to pull Jordan Bennington at one point, but a quick turnover kept him in the high slot. When they were finally able to pull him, Robert Thomas was at the end of a shift. You want Robert Thomas out there as one of that six on five. The one thing in the couple of games that we have seen from the Blues, when they have pulled their goaltender and given up the empty net goal, is the lack of desperation they play with. They do not hound the puck very well. They haven't gone after the puck, and they haven't gotten numbers on the puck. And Craig Berube touched on this earlier in the season in the same scenario. He wants to see more desperation and more battle to win the puck, and that hasn't happened a couple of times. Whether it is awareness, whether it is desire, whatever it may be, when the Blues pull the goaltender, you definitely hope you're going to see a lot more urgency to get that puck and get numbers on it to keep it in the offensive zone. And the number one takeaway from the game last night, man, is this something you see happen in hockey all the time. How many times have you seen a team, whether it be the Blues or the opposition, come out and dominate a game? Come out and start just putting pressure all over the other team for eight minutes, for ten minutes, for two-thirds of a period, and all of it goes to waste with a penalty. That's exactly what happened in last night's game. The Blues came out. They were terrific in the first period. They were putting the pressure. They weren't getting the goals, but they definitely were getting the chances on Connor Hellebuck. And Winnipeg had nothing until the Brandon Saad tripping penalty. Winnipeg scored the goal, and the game turned that quick. Three different times in the game last night, the Blues had momentum building. Their game was building towards something. The chances were coming. If they keep coming, maybe the opposing team takes a power play. That didn't happen. What happened all three times? The Blues end up taking tripping penalties in two of them and a hooking penalty in one. Sod with the trip in the first. Then you had the tripping penalty with Hayes. The Jets scored on both of them. The third penalty of the game, the hooking penalty, well, that one you might even call a good penalty because Shifley got behind Nick Letty, and it might have been an easier goal if Nick Letty hadn't hooked him. The coaches are going to argue that that never should have developed that way. But nonetheless, it was still a penalty that in the third period took more momentum away from the Blues after they had made it a 4-2 game trying to come back in it. Discipline is so key in the game of hockey. The Blues have been excellent at it all season long. They've been the least penalized team in the National Hockey League so far through 11 games. But you could see last night how taking a penalty can absolutely flip the momentum of the game. And that was my number one takeaway from last night's game. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction. It's your next day post-game podcast. We bring it to you the morning after every single St. Louis Blues game. So if you missed the game or you missed any part of the post-game shows and you want some good detail on what happened, you get it right here on the Curbside Reaction podcast the day after every single game. Next up for the Blues, you got the Arizona Coyotes coming in tomorrow night, a Thursday night home game, wrapping up the homestand for the Blues before they head out on the road to Colorado, a big week of three games against Central Division teams. I'm Chris Kerber. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day, and we will see you at the rink. You try again.